ladies and gentlemen. This podcast, Film Jerks, is truly one of the most spoiler-filled film podcasts ever recorded. It contains ridiculous opinions, which under no circumstances should be listened to by anyone that has a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset by film spoilers. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person, or parent of a young and impressionable child now listening, that you skip to the end of the podcast for our ratings and live your lives free of disagreeing with overtly opinionated people. You'll live longer. Film Jerks is a group where we, as a community, pick a film to watch, then discuss like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have decapitations and nude slumber party pillow fights. If you wish to become part of the conversation and become a film jerk, go to the Facebook group and join. Film Jerks can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Welcome to Film Jerks, the podcast where we look at movies like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have frozen Nazis and house guests who seem to keep unexpectedly leaving. On the panel tonight is Angelique, our lipstick jerk. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I have my voice in, in high gear. It's not, it's not nasally like it usually is. And uh, I'm happy overall. I'm glad to have you here. Yay, I'm so glad to be here. Next to her is, of course, Daniel, the night keep jerk. How are you tonight? Hey, uh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And, of course, next to Daniel is Carrie, our karate jerk. And how is the karate jerk tonight? Fabulous. Fabulous. Awesome. Uh, We have a wonderfully timed film to discuss. We've been trying to discuss it for most of the winter, but I think it is especially now very, very... Uh, timely because of that stupid polar vortex that we seem to be getting. It's getting really cold up here. I don't know how it is down south by you guys, uh, but up here it is extremely cold. We had minus 20 degree weather for a while. And uh, yeah, that was uh, was nice when we went to minus like one. It was like a heat wave. I was so happy for that. The film we'll be discussing is, of course, uh, 1966's The Frozen Dead. age today, 20 years. But do you know that one does not survive? And seven are mental cases. Top war criminals frozen alive at the height of their power, waiting for the moment when science will free them from their icy tombs to take vengeance against the world. And that moment is now. Is there anything you require? Yes. The impossible. A live brain. Another victim sacrificed to feed the inhuman needs of the frozen dead. Starring Dana Andrews as the scientist who tries in vain to wash the blood from his hand. All of you! Murderers dedicated to a monstrous project. Yeah. 
frozen dead. Uh, give us a brief summary of what this film is about, Angelique. Well, the frozen dead uh, showcases our host, I suppose, Dr. Norberg, who is doing some experimentation on reanimating corpses that have been frozen. What we soon discover is that they're all Nazis. <laughs> and that's basically it. It's Nazis, it's intrigue, it's suspense, murder, frozen zombies. <laughs> yes. Nazi popsicles, they were. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen The Brain That Wouldn't Die, mix that with Das Boot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that kind of that will give you a bit of an idea. All right. All right. So uh, what, a, what was your first impressions of the film, Angelique? What did you think about it once you got done with, uh, with the film? It was decent. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I did a lot of screaming about Nazis and Nazi scum. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing I like better than watching a Nazi get his comeuppance, which happened. But, I mean, the science just was laughable. And, of course, they had to bring in the, you know, jaunty, handsome American scientist who saves the day, kind of. Yeah. But, no, it was, it was, I liked it. <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad Angelique liked it. This is, a uh, all right, whenever she's talking about, so we got Nazis, we got suspense and action and stuff, and I'm, all right, Wolfenstein 3D is a video game about, Crazy Nazi scientists resurrecting Nazi soldiers. A lot of action. A lot of running around and killing people, ripping stuff up. And even sometimes you might see a cult like paraphernalia laying around and stuff. All right. Take that concept and remove everything cool that I just said. And then have someone put set your camera up and have someone talk to someone else about a story about Nazis without all of that cool stuff. And that's kind of the frozen dead. <laughs> it's a movie about a movie that could have been cool. It was kind of like reanimator without the animate. And, oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. it had, but there was a lot. All right. It's all the snarky, snarky, snark, snark, all that out of the way. There is a lot of really cool things in this movie that I wish they would have explored if that sounds like there are so many. I mean, this movie really touched. It was like dance. It was actually taunting me kind of like Ace Ventura whenever he was fixing to fight in the circle of death and the when nature calls, he's like snapping his fingers and waving his arms. He's like, you know, he's fixing to come with it. He's fixing to do it. That's like this movie kept dancing around. And just when I'm sitting there saying, yes, yes. And then it would change the scene or something else would happen. And I'm waiting back. I'm like, no, no, wait, come back. No. But uh, when it did start to almost get cool, it almost got cool. I'll give it that. <laughs> So, so the frozen dead was kind of lukewarm <laughs> then. Yeah, it, I can't really give it a full popsicle. No, I mean, like I said, I'm apparently may I don't make me watch it again. I have a podcast devoted to watching bottom shelf movies, but please don't make me watch this one again. I just I'm going to get Angelique. Hopefully, she'll enlighten me on the things that I missed. <laughs> Fantastic. Did you not see the hanging 
wall of arms? <laughs> Nazi. Ah, see, that's why you're here. I needed that. That was good. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> But there wasn't any swastikas on it or anything, and so I didn't know if they were Nazis or what. The dude was, in, I mean, admittedly, in the last 30 seconds, we find out he's a Nazi. So, I mean, that could have been like his gigantic sexual torture masturbation wall or something. I mean... <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, I guess, let's see, I, I guess I was I was projecting a lot of hopes and dreams onto the, <laughs> the Ever movie. the optimist. I, that's what I love about you. <laughs> I have yeah. to admit, I've had dreams of walking down hallways with hands that kind of, like, attack me. So I guess, thank God, the wall wasn't like Rick James's arms. <laughs> Rick James. My fingers say the face! Ah! <laughs> Unity! <laughs> Cannibal Ferox slap. <laughs> yeah, thank God this wasn't for that movie. A woman wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> Just right down the wall, just slap, 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 slap. Oh, yeah, I got nothing out of it. So you, yeah. yeah, I'm done. You might better get a uh, Carrie and Angelique. So, well, we already know Angelique found something in this movie. So, yeah, I, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let us go down to uh, Carrie and uh, let's ask what she felt about the uh, movie. I actually liked it. I like, I guess, older films. I always have. So it was kind of cool that it was still you still had your horror, but yet you didn't have all the blood and gore like today's horror movies. I'm probably somewhere in between Daniel and Angelique. Uh, I thought that the effects were really neat. There was only one segment that I thought was really hokey. Overall, I thought this is just your typical chiller movie. And like Daniel said, just when it starts to get really interesting, they just jump away from it. And then in some cases, it makes your mind run wild and you're thinking, oh, yeah, this could be bizarre. But there were some sections of the film where it felt like they jumped and there was like no point to that jump. Okay, so now he's drug drugging her and then the next scene was was basically her getting strangled by prisoner number three. And I'm like, what just happened there? And It was a frame job. It was it was a frame job. See? Uh, Intrigue. Mystery. Daniel, mystery. Bring it. There you go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing. Thank you. <laughs> and unfortunately, the version that I had, right at the end, the last about 20 minutes, everything went out of sync. So... I would hear their vocals and then their mouth would move and it just threw me off because I was constantly watching unsynced mouth movement. <laughs> See, I thought it was my speaker. So it was actually the, the, yeah, it was yeah. the actual film itself that was doing that. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, the version I had didn't have any of this intrigue that Angelique was talking about or any <laughs> of the cool stuff. So it was out of sync and just completely out of action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I just can't get over it. was really good. A classic film, but Jesus Christ, man, plan nine from outer space looks like a Jason Bourne movie. At least things are moving, even the set pieces in Plan 9. <laughs> I mean, they were anyway. moving set pieces. They put the head in the box, they took it out of the box, they put it back in the box. They talked about it more than they actually did that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yes, Doctor, why are you moving the head? Well, you see, Doctor, I thought I might move the head. It's part of the experiment. What experiment? The experiment of moving the head. And why would you move the head? Because, Doctor, there are things that you would not know about. Where's Elsa? I don't know. Where is Elsa? Why would Elsa be there? Well, I don't know why Elsa's there. Let's go find Elsa. Okay. And there's her scene. So they have danced around a severed head 
demon Nazi resurrection with ancient occult practices, possible sadomasochism going on here. And then just like that, bam, where's Elsa? Who the F cares? Okay. <laughs> but apparently the director did. <laughs> so you wanted Overlord instead of like this, right? Thank you. Yeah, I wanted Wolfenstein. I didn't yes. want someone to tell me about Wolfenstein without the action. I just wanted <laughs> Wolfenstein. <laughs> Sorry, please but continue. Isn't that the stereotype of, of British cinema? I mean, this was a British film. And British film tends to go into much more of the let's talk about it rather than let's show it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean like that the is the hammer version of the gate. That is British <laughs> history to a T. What we gonna do? Oh no, let's talk about it. But I mean, at least some of those movies they do things uh, like I'm saying. Like this movie deserves an Oscar <laughs> for boring people. I mean, this is just one of those. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's hard to come up with effective analogies as to what this movie is. If I drank from a cup and watched this movie, I would think I drank from the wrong grail. Because oh. this thing is just <laughs> God in heaven. So uh, we have we have a, a, a cast of characters. I I don't now I don't know if I could call them wonderful cast because of the of the, <laughs> the stellar review of of daniel no 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 no. you go ahead don't pay any attention to me uh, uh okay so we have characters like dr nor uh norberg um <laughs> uh, we have his niece jean uh we have uh the uh, ted roberts which is funny because i know a guy named ted roberts there's uh elsa of course that we mentioned she becomes the severed head we have uh, uh ludwig i think he's the one of the bad guy generals yeah, uh, then he's, there's, the, he's the bossy Nazi. Yeah, then we have Turbits, Turp, Turpits, Turpin, Turpin, Turpits. <laughs> <laughs> and then, we, you know, we have lesser characters like, of course, Prisoner Number Nine, which is Elsa's father. And then we have uh, the Schmitz and, and so forth. And You forgot uh, Essen. Oh, uh, yes, Essen. Essen. Carl Essen. <laughs> Did you have a favorite character? And just. And dis- Discuss why you liked that character, or maybe there was a character you really, really hated most. We can talk about that as well. Is it just one? Uh, if you hate a lot, you can talk about a few. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. I don't, here's the thing. I don't know the whoever the, the Nazi doctor. That's okay. the whole reason I'm watching this movie. I don't know. There's sort of like World War II Nazis and like demonology just go hand in hand just like steampunk the cthulhu mythos and sherlock holmes some things just fit together so well and for whatever reason occult practices of world war ii stuff do and no one has done it like the only one that has come close has been the first wolfenstein and then just recently nazi zombie trilogy it's on the i think it's on ps4 but i have it on pc (laughs) that game is what this movie should have been. That game is actually what every movie with Nazis and zombies and stuff wishes it was. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> this film didn't have any of that, but I did want to see that doctor do that. <laughs> so that was my favorite character. Okay. <laughs> my least favorite character was Mrs. Schmidt. I don't know what the point of her even being in there was for that little part that she had. I mean, to me, they could have done without her. Yeah, yeah, I think it was supposed to establish that there was a, a reason why the uh, assistant would 
would try to undermine the doctor's um, authority because I think she's supposed to come from a, a, a Nazi line too, and they were kind of forgotten and so forth. And at least that's the impression I got from it. But yeah, she could have easily been just taken right out of the film and it would have continued on. Is it, was there uh, one that you liked though? I did like Jean's character, the niece, Jean yeah, Norberg. Yeah. 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 I liked her because she was, I, I think actually she was the only one that really cared about Elsa. Of everybody in that movie, wondering what happened to her, and trying to figure out just what's going on in that laboratory. Yeah, yeah. She came from the states. Elsa did uh, with Jean uh, to visit her, her basically her her uncle in this lavish estate, right? And the very next day, she's like, "Oh, she left. She she went back." And it was like, "What?" <laughs> and and everyone was like, oh yeah, yeah, that that's that's doable. That that happened back in the sixties. People <laughs> people just went for like day trips and then they left their their friends there in, in a foreign country, you know. I want to go back home because your country sucks and it's got too many froze, frozen Nazis, that's why. <laughs> so <laughs> how about you, Angelique? <laughs> well, my favorite were all the the reanimated uh, Nazis? Yeah, baby, and they were so Joseph cool. in particular. Mm-hmm. Because, hear me out. <laughs> so, like, I just um, listened to a, a three part series on Doctor Mengele, and you know all the horrible things he did, and his you know run to South America, and then his eventual death. And my thinking is like Joseph was Joseph Mengele. You had Dr. Norberg's brother, who was Himmler's personal physician. Yeah. I think that Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Schmidt was Ilse Koch. You know, that kind of thing. Again, I'm probably going way too far <laughs> into this. I wish you had been the one talking about this movie when they filmed the movie. Uh, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I never would have caught that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking they've got all these, you know, high ranking Nazis. And of course, you know, the, the Nazi doctors, like, you know, we've got 1500 of these bad boys chilling on ice waiting on you, doc. And he's like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I made a frog jump, man. Don't put this kind of stress on me. It's it's like okay yeah I'm I'm I had a, a semi successful thing so the assistant goes and tells the general that hey we're a complete success come on down we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna th- th- have a big thaw party and and everyone's gonna be happy and we're the th- the third Reich is going to come back and and then they they go and find out oh no it was just frogs that I did that oh and yeah this one guy here he's not very. Um, He's not very productive. He's just kind he of. He can look at things. He can look at things. Yeah, exactly. And oh, here, come, come see, come see my other not so successes. Here's a whole room of people that can only do one thing and one thing only. <laughs> he said he raised the dead. He was like, I glazed the bread, and the guy <laughs> said, raise the dead. But all he did was glaze the bread. So exactly. He all this, all this Nazi money. It's you like, do what we say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. Here, you do like that. Nine, I just glaze the bread. What? Raise the dead. I said I can do that. Yes. Yep. Hold on. <laughs> she blinded me with science. <laughs> <laughs> but let's introduce the Americans because we know that we can we can have a, a movie market out in the U.S. You know, we could uh, next year we'll we'll send this out there. 
but we're going to need an American hero, not a British hero. So let's introduce, was it, <laughs> I think that was Dr. Ted, right? Dr. Hi, Ted. I'm Dr. Ted Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's it, I think Ted. you're a hot little mama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he was your typical kind of the American type of, you know, ooh, heroish type of guy. And he instantly put, he was putting his Mac on, uh, on old well, Gene I mean, there. he walks. He walks into his room and there's a chick under his bed. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's got the dimpled chin, almost cow. Well, actually, he doesn't have a dimpled chin, but he looks like he should yep. with the cowlick quaff. I mean, he's just like Clark Kent, pretty boy without the glasses. Yeah, your typical, typical American. Oh, God, <laughs> just so dashing and good looking and knows everything. He's like Leslie Nielsen in his heyday. I mean, it's just, oh, God, exactly. typical American. Although Dr. Ted was kind of, you know, hey, he's he's suave. He's he's the type of character I want to be. I, I did like Dr. Norberg only <laughs> for the wrong reason. Because every time I kept hearing Dr. Norberg, I kept hearing Zoiberg. Exactly. So throughout the entire thing, I was like, yeah, Zoiberg would make a stupid mistake like that. <laughs> Zoiberg would probably uh, consult a pr- uh, another doctor to come in there. And and why is this doctor an expert in the brain unfreezing? Uh, he, it's because he studied he studied the earlier papers of of Zorberg and or Nor- <laughs> Zoiberg uh, Norberg, and and he just sort of was more successful at it. And it's like, hey, I can I can do these organs, but not the brain. The brain is too complicated. <laughs> So, so we're going to, we're going to bring this guy in here and we're going to, we've got all these Nazis. Just take the swastikas off their uniforms. He'll never know. He'll never know. Yeah. He'll never know. Well, they were hidden throughout like other countries. They're like, how many were there? There were like hundreds and thousands of these. There were three of them right there in the basement. The three of them in the basement. Yeah. Frozen. (laughs) Yeah. In full uniform, no less. Like (laughs) This is the proto Atkins. I mean, how do you think Atkins got his business now with the frozen dinners? You got to start somewhere. (laughs) Wow. You don't spell Atkins with a K for no reason. Nazi. I mean, come on, people. Really? (laughs) This is a Robert Zemeckis film. They would have had like somebody calling up like Bird's Eye and say, "Hey, <laughs> I've got this. I've got the newest Frozen <laughs> idea for you. Check this out." <laughs> yeah, when Christopher Lloyd go, "Great Scott!" <laughs> exactly. That's heavy, man. <laughs> you know that Frozen zombie science you were looking for? <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I mentioned this before, like they, they knew that they were going to market this in the U.S. Uh, the very next year. But here, here's the weird thing. In the U.S., <laughs> they, they made it in black and white. They released it in black and white, even though it was in color. And the reason for it was supposedly because it would save money duplicating the prints. That apparently it costs more to do it. Maybe, maybe the U.S. market has more theaters. And they didn't want to make more film. I, I, t- I don't understand that. Why would you decide to just film it in black and white or, or leave it in black and white here? Nazis. <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> just blame it on the Nazis. Cause that's, that's I really, I can't think of why honestly, like I have no clue. Yeah. I wonder, I, you know, if just to, it makes almost classier, I guess, maybe, maybe, Maybe it's to I mean, look like one of those cool films. I'm not saying that this isn't a cool film. I'm just, <laughs> pardon the pun. Y'all like that? <laughs> oh, I got a no. book coming out. 
<laughs> anyway, you know, it's like maybe as an homage or they just wanted to go for that feel, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the classic horror sci-fi, you know, like Plan 9 or something like that. Or know. they're trying to copy like Psycho and not trying to get that type of a Now, maybe the movie. you might be onto something. Maybe it's just Nazis, or maybe it's the Brits laughing at us as much as we laughed at them. It's like stupid Brits. Yeah, let them talk about it. I'm serious. I see in hell. It's going to be a great movie. You talk about that one. And then they were like, yeah, let's give it to them in black and white. It's like, Perhaps what? to give them something to talk about for a change, huh? <laughs> yes, nice. Suck on yes, this, indeed. Johnny USA. <laughs> indeed. We turn it on. It's like, hey. They could have done like a Schindler's List type of thing where everything was black and white except for Elsa's blue head. Let it snow, let it snow. (laughs) Oh, wait, it's let it go. (laughs) 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 I just caught that. It's to Murgatroyd. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Maybe that's where they got the character of Elsa from for that movie. Oh, there, yeah, that's it. That, that's uh, definitely a possibility that they did that. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, oh, an homage to the frozen dead. <laughs> We're going to name our main character after the f- severed head of... <laughs> that does not sound like Disney at all. <laughs> she or came there- back for revenge after nobody cared about looking for her. Were there frozen Nazi zombies in Frozen? Uh, no, but I think there are in Disneyland. Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Elsa's revenge because Elsa, uh, she she right at the end was like, "Bury me, bury me." Oh, is that and what she was saying? That's what she was saying. And now yeah. we have Epcot. <laughs> I couldn't tell exactly what she was saying because it was an old trance. I was like leaning in trying to hear it, but and I did like want to make fun of it because I have like I've met people that you know might are deaf, and so I can't really speak that well. And so you know you just try to make out what they're saying if you don't know ASL stuff, and it just goes up. Hey! And oh, that's right, kind right. of what she was saying, and I couldn't understand it, so I just was like. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad y'all clarified that. <laughs> We're just going to end on this. All right. I thought she so said marry me. Mary- oh, I'll give you head every night. <laughs> uh, I think the movie was released with another film called uh, It. It not, not like Stephen King's It, but It. It, the thing from outer space or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So if that was in black and white, maybe that's why they, they did it. Because it was like, you know. Because that's a better movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I think both of them were kind of like snoozers at at some point. I can't see a reason why it would be in black and white. Yeah. So maybe to uh, hide the boom slip when everybody's in the dining room. <laughs> I, I mentioned this earlier that I would I would talk about uh, the wall of arms. There's a scene in there where Elsa is using her uh, newfound abilities. So. Apparently, when you get your head severed, you gain telepathy. Uh, she's able to communicate, first of all, to Jean in her dreams to try to convince her to come down to the lab, which she's strictly forbidden to, to do. But she's also, they, they hook her up to the wall of arms, and they, they want her to be able to control that. And of course, she doesn't control it while in front of them, but she is able to do that later on in the final act where she's actually able to use the arms to kill the two main bad guys, I guess in this case, but in the scene, 
if you, if you look at the arms, didn't it look like one of them came from around the back of the the wall? If you look in the in the one scene where Elsa's taking control, the very left one, it looks like the arm is coming from behind. It's so it was kind of weird. It freaked me out. But I'm looking at it now. Yeah, do you see it? I can't tell. It- I'm looking at that picture you posted on Facebook with that wall, and you can see it. Yeah, it if looks you look at the like picture, plaster. Okay, so it might just be the shadow. That's what I'm thinking. It might be the shadow because it looked goofy that it came out from the back. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the. I think it's the shadow is covering it because if you look at the, if you look at the ring finger of the what would be the person's left arm mm-hmm. is crooked up, almost like covering a boob. Say that yeah. position. Yeah. All right, yeah. follow the ring finger, and you'll see the the little hemp. Okay, where it's connected into the wall, yeah. Right, and so so where the shadow comes in, I think it's just unfortunate mm -hmm. angle. So let's talk about the wall, because that's one of the, I think, iconic things of this film. The wall of arms freaked me out. Just all these arms just grabbing at you and going at you, it freaked me out. We understand yet, Doc, you're great at reanimating pieces of things. We've got that down. We need you to work on the whole kitten caboodle. Put on your Frankenstein hat and let's do this. He couldn't thaw out the brain without making these zombie-like bodies, basically. And so why did he decide that, oh, we have these spare parts. Let's attach them to the one head that that is still alive. They never froze her and that's why it, it worked, you know? It kind of invalidates their entire experiment because if they used a non-frozen head, you know, it was meaningless. It, it like had nothing to do with their ability to thaw out Hitler and his cronies, right? <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it's, you're asking all these questions like, why? And I ask you the question, yeah. why not? I'm glad one of y'all caught that because I never thought, I never knew that she was controlling the arms. Yeah, yeah. The farewell to arms. It all comes down to the neck juice. The neck juice? Yeah, the neck juice. Whatever juice that they have her sitting in, that's what gives them the powers. Oh, I thought you were talking about because it's Nazis and it's like the Jews. (laughs) No. The Jews was she sitting. I haven't even It's the juice. I said orange juice, Elsa. (laughs) Orange juice, not juice. Oh. The neck juice. <laughs> I glazed the bread. I glazed the bread. <laughs> I glazed the bread and destroyed the juice. <laughs> and there you've got a movie. <laughs> Starring O.J. Simpson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, whatever movie y'all were watching, yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I feel so bad. Why? That's no, all don't. Good. You it's hate it so much. I don't hate it. No, keep going, please. This is how I have to cope. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm finding laughter and joy in this. The, I thought there was an interesting part about uh, the family dynamic of the film between the the brothers, Dr. I'm going to call him Zoyberg again, uh, <laughs> Norberg and the pres- uh, prisoner number three, uh, which is mm-hmm. the father. And the fact that they didn't tell Gene the truth about his association with the Nazis, that he, they basically said that he died in the concentration camp, not mentioning the fact that he wasn't a Jew, that he in fact was one of the Nazis, and that he was an evil person, and hence because of that, he's kind of mentally ill, 
I, I just I, I thought this was really weird that that family had this kind of dysfunctionality and the fact that only at the very end does Jean really find out about her family history and that how horrible her family really was. And I think the f- the father was trying to kill the daughter uh, near the end. And yeah, yeah, it, it took the the uh, inspector to come in and and off the brother or the the father essentially. The, the main thing about that, and because I did, I caught that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally came back to the film, and it was really cool them doing that. And I will say, all snarkiness aside, but I truly mean this: it's a damn shame that they didn't bother to bring this whole story into focus like that until let's see the movie is one hour and 34 minutes Mm -hmm. they didn't tell us the full story until one hour and 32 minutes in (laughs) and that is a (laughs) that is a horrible crying shame (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) maybe if they'd have told me that like 13 minutes in or something it would have been a little easier to go on but my god (laughs) I got, like I said, all snark aside, but that was just, I feel like maybe if they had gotten to that, it was cool how they revealed it. Mm -hmm. I'll give them that. And if you were, if you were with the story the whole way through, I can only imagine how cool of a payoff that reveal would be because that's a cool reveal and a cool twist that you bake into the story and you just seed it along little by little. You never let them know because when you spring it on them, it comes as a surprise that they <laughs> never felt it coming. It's just, you know, it's kind of like it's one of those sixth sense kind of reveals and that just, it's, like I said, if it was if I were engrossed in the movie, it might would have had a far greater impact. But it was still cool. I just mm. wish there were more to it because by the time he reveals it, at a minute th- at one hour and thirty two minutes in, during the talking, thirty seconds have already elapsed. So you've only got another minute and a half before this thing's over with, anyway. <laughs> and so I, that was kind of unfortunate to me what made klaus go nuts right there before i couldn't that i got lost in in essence half to madness you know one minute he's like okay no the niece doesn't know anything and it's cool and it's secret i don't know if they cut it out because elsa was communicating psychically with gene i think they could detect that and i don't know how it was maybe because of the spying or stuff like that that was going on but i always felt that elsa's influence on gene that they didn't know about was leading her down to the basement area the the lab that she was forbidden to go down and that that that's what was the worry and then and then that just sparked off you know the whole thing is like no she can never go down there she cannot she cannot find out what's really happening and so forth and that's that's why you're going to have to like kill her and so forth. Why was Dr. Norberg doing what he was doing? Uh, party line. He was a Nazi. Yeah, he was a, he was a Nazi. So that was like, that's the excuse is just, oh, Nazi. Hey, he was I a, a, he was a Nazi doctor in the concentration camps. Yeah. Oh, and that was, so he that was, was just his motivation. He was like a mingle of junior. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the idea was that uh, the, the eternal kingdom, the eternal Reich was supposed to live forever and he would be the guy that brought them to that. If he could perfect this technology of freezing and then bringing somebody back uh, perfectly, they could keep doing that. And, you know, and, and ultimately, he could probably 
find a way to transplant the brain in somebody else's body and then you would have had the the other movie you know the the man with two brains or whatever or the screaming brain or whatever they should have had you in the film because what you just told me was so much more exciting <laughs> in 20 seconds than an hour and a half of this that I watched like I said, it just it was so hard to follow anything on this mm. It, I don't know. It, you know, I mean, it's. I will fully admit, it's me. I am the problem here. <laughs> I will go ahead and admit it. I am the problem with this movie. <laughs> it's not the film, but Jesus Christ. It, there's just so many cool, because everything that we have talked about is right up my alley. This is, <laughs> this is my jam. And none of it was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all keep saying it was here, but I'm telling you, it wasn't. <laughs> that was all. I was just kind of wondering, like, what, what, what's my motivation? And that was all. <laughs> it's it's because the bread need glazing <laughs> to eliminate <Yeah>. the juice. <laughs> you must glaze the bread. You must glaze the bread. <laughs> it just it would have been cool to see a bit more of the process, you know. Yeah, gotcha. How how. And like this castle is pretty amazing. You know that one of the like top generals probably had it, and you know one of the ones that were frozen. And <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you can you can have this castle because you're going to bring me back someday, and that'll be fine." And then right. uh, ultimately, ah, yeah, you 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 come back, but all all you can think about is raking. That's it. That's all you can do. And now now we'll make you a gardener. There are oh. worse things to come back doing. Yes, I mean, that's very raking, true. Raking is fine. <laughs> I think one thing I'm kind of questioning is the reason Jean went to visit her uncle. Because if her dad had, or if she was told when she was young that her dad was killed in the concentration camp, if her uncle was more of like a father figure to her? Most likely, but he also seemed very distant. Like... You know, hey, you can you can come here, but you you can't really follow in my footsteps. You can't know what I'm doing. Uh, in fact, why don't you go to another country on the other side of the ocean to learn? <laughs> so I don't think there was that kind of closeness there. But you know, maybe maybe he did feel obligated. It's like this is my brother's daughter. I turned my brother into this weird, like undead or this zombie-ish type character. And uh, I owe to I owe it to him to take care of his legacy, so to speak. That's my thought on it. So what uh, this movie has inspired me to do is to come up with a new and uh, quirky discussion game. And here at Film Jerks, because we like to talk about films like a book club, uh, what we like to do is we like to dive deeper into the discussion by having our discussion games. And in that way we can start talking about the films in, in very odd and unique ways. And sometimes it can actually bring out more about ourselves, which I think is, is more interesting sometimes than the movie itself. So the game that uh, this movie is inspired is something that uh, we're going to call uh, the jerk quirk game. Uh, in the film, what we had were the uh, essentially the Nazis that were initially thawed out. They all had these weird little quirks about them. So what uh, what I want to do is I want to ask the panel if I were to thaw you out, if I was the mad Zoiberg uh, Norberg type character, <laughs> what 
quirk would you come back with? And uh, I'm hoping that you guys would come back with two potential quirks. And one might be a legitimate quirk that you already do have, or and one might can be very outrageous and very like fantasy like. Who wants to start out the jerk game, or or should I do it because it's a new game? Go ahead. So if you were to thaw me out, or if I were to thaw myself out, one of the quirks that I would come back with, and it is a quirk that I have, I tend to tap my uh, finger and my fingernail on my front teeth. And what I'll do is I'll I'll do this, especially when I'm nervous. And I didn't notice this. I was doing this for years, and one of my roommates had brought it up to me. It's like, did you realize that when you get nervous, you tap your teeth with your fingers? Uh, with your fingernail. And that, and then sure enough, I've been noticing that every time that I do it now. And that is a quirk that if you were to freeze me, I would come back and all I would do is sit there and tap my teeth with my fingernail. So that's, that's my quirk for the jerk quirk game. Uh, who wants to be next? <laughs> that sounds like a me, me, me. No, I <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. sorry. No. Do it, do it, do it. It's not, don't make, uh, that's not the one I'm doing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> do you have a different one? Uh, a a oh, military God. target, perhaps? Yeah, okay, yeah, screw it. I mean, I'll say it, I know my luck. It depends on what time of my life you uh-huh. would call me out. But if okay. you called me out at 12 years old, having watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the Pink Ranger, there's probably one certain thing I would be doing that if you resurrected me, I would be stuck doing that in perpetuity <laughs> and that's my luck <laughs> I honestly don't know what I do like yeah. seriously I probably just uh, I'd have like Ernest P. Worrell's face or so you know like when he's deep in thought Ooh, I would just be staring <laughs> off into space and just mouth agape and <laughs> eyes blurry <laughs> <laughs> so how, how about you Angelique would you would you do like a, a, a tick or a, a twitch uh do I'd do the Michael Jackson? Off. You take your pants off. That <laughs> makes you a yeah. cannibal. That makes you a cannibal. That's what that does. <laughs> Man, I can't be an unfrozen Nazi and a cannibal. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it could be pants. an unfrozen Nazi cannibal. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, see, you won't be frozen anymore. So then you could be a, a thawed Nazi cannibal. True. Yeah. I don't want to be a Nazi, though. I'll be a cannibal. You'll be a cannibal? You'll be a, yeah. a pant, pants-free cannibal. Sans pantalones. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carrie? Um, I think my quirk would be either probably saying something that the another person had just said. Like you would say <laughs> something that a person just said? Yeah, like they would say something, and then later I would say the same thing, and they'd be like, I just said that. So I, I, I would just say that, right? That would be funny. That right. would be funny. This that would be my quirk. That would be my quirk. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just basically living your quirk right there, <laughs> which I can edit I out through the that. magic of through the magic of of editing. I will not have been the actual film jerk of the fantasy, Bella fantasy, and that I guess is going to be my fantasy quirk is that I would come back and I would sing opera for everything. Like, I would narrate my life in opera voice. Yes, I am getting up. I am taking off my pants. I am drinking juice and glazing my bread. (laughs) (laughs) 
And how about you, Angelique? <laughs> what would you do as your fantasy quirk? Well, the last one was my fantasy quirk. Oh, okay. So this, this is, is your real quirk. This is my real life quirk. Okay. Pointing and screaming a noun when uh, <laughs> really? something is happening. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, embarrassing story. So I was watching Creep 2, mm-hmm. and uh, it was right after my surgery. I was highly medicated, and... There's a scene in which the the creep, the main dude, goes full frontal in front of the camera, and I pointed and screamed, "Wiener!" It's so loud. We have a wiener. Nice. So I screamed it so loud that my mom in the living room was like, "Angelique, are you are you okay?" Oh no. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, it's fine. But I do that. I'm like, you know, dog. So I'm like a very excited three-year-old, I guess. <laughs> Severed head. Severed head. <laughs> exactly. Nouns. Point, scream, noun. Nouns. I love it. I want that one, too. <laughs> you can have that. You can do opera nouns. Opera nouns. <laughs> wiener! <laughs> I love it. I want Beautiful. a wiener. That is definitely a winner in my book. Uh, how about you, Daniel? As long as Angelique is in the same padded cell, I want to have an uncontrollable just quirk of pulling my pants down and hanging dong. <laughs> <laughs> so that she could say, so that she would have to point at it and go, where? <laughs> Sold. When Dr. Norberg is bringing his little next victims along, on to if he will see. You'll have the patient Angelique. Und sie ist Wiener. Und yes, she is pointing at the gentleman's Wiener. That's <laughs> I want that quirk. I love it. I want it too. <laughs> I want all your quirks. <laughs> They're all delectably lovely. I love them. And how about you, Carrie? Do you have a the your last quirk? It could be fantasy or it can be realistic. I think making everything like a musical. You can join my opera and we can all <laughs> imagine getting all four of us in a room. It'd be oh like, <laughs> Dan will be like, pull down my pants. Ah, Wiener, Wiener, Wiener. I'm the cue and y'all are the number. Exactly. Mm. Uh, that is it for our discussion game. Uh, and uh, what we will do next is we will give our final ratings of the film. And how we rate films at Film Jerks is that we give it uh, one of three ratings. We either love it or like it. Uh, we can lump it, which means that we really, really hate it. Uh, or we can go the, uh, maybe. And that's sort of the in-between category when you don't necessarily hate the film, but you don't necessarily love the film either. So uh, let us start at the, with our lipstick jerk. Uh, Angelique, how would you rate The Frozen Dead? I like it. I don't yeah. love it, okay. but you I like, like it. it. All right. Yeah. Uh, was there any uh, anything in particular that you liked about this film? Did it have an unusual quirk that you might have loved or liked? <laughs> There were several quirks, but um, I just like like I mentioned earlier, I, I kind of like the similarities between it and the brain that wouldn't die, which ah. is one of my top forever movies. Gotcha. Um, you know, I like a, a telepathic head in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, Daniel, uh, what are your what is your final rating of the film? 
uh, in typical British fashion, I'm just going to talk about the rating that I would give for the film. And in <laughs> typical fashion for this film, actually, I'm just going to talk about a rating <laughs> that I might give the film without actually giving a rating for the fucking... Th- excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I might have to bleep that one out. Um, <laughs> I had to lump this thing, man. This thing sucks. Well, I can't lump it because I, I don't hate it. I'll never watch it again. Don't ever make me... Unless you carve my brain out and stick it in a head on a table in a jar gotcha. stick my arms in a wall i'm never going to watch this <laughs> film again yeah and it was just kind of disappointing because as, as a tw- perpetual 12 year old i had a whole lot of expectations about this film and damn sure none of them got answered or even i mean a whole lot of tease yeah nothing was shown at all it was like and, watching strip tease with demi moore Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, at least until tonight. Tonight, we opened up uh, a whole level of frontal nudity to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. And and just to let the audience know, because even if we lump the film, it doesn't necessarily mean that we absolutely hate it. It's just that we won't recommend the film to other people like no, our no, friends. No, 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 no. By so, all means, watch it. Watch it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Definitely do that. So, uh, but you know, some people th- just assume that hey, you never, you never really give uh, lump it ratings and 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 all this stuff. It's like, yeah, we do, we do. The, there's certain films that we just absolutely don't like, and that's the type of films that we'll lump. So, uh, how about you, the Karate Jerk? I'm kind of with Angelique. I didn't love it, but. I liked it. It was okay. I like older films and I liked how even it was an older horror film where you didn't have a lot of the blood and gore, but yeah, it's still, I guess they still consider a horror film. So I liked it. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to give it a, uh, maybe, uh, it is not a film that I would, uh, recommend to a lot of my friends. But it's not a film that I wouldn't watch again. I would watch this film again. In fact, I watched it three times uh, because God. every time we were going to discuss the film, something came up or something technical occurred, and then uh, we were forced to postpone. And I was like, okay, this movie wasn't that interesting where I retained it. So I was like, I'm going to forget a lot about this film, so i got to watch it again. And then I'd have to watch it again. And, you know, and so after, before I realized it, it was the third time that I watched it. And I'm, that's why I'm able to, I, I think that's why I was able to pick out some of the things. But it's still annoying when the, the version that you're watching is not in sync with the, it's very important that when people move their mouths that it matches to me. And it just, it throws me off. It really did. So, oh, come on. I like the Godzilla type thing going but, on. But see, <laughs> yeah. see th- those type of films, the, the Godzilla films, I don't watch in English. I watch it in Japanese with the subtitles. So it doesn't bother me then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. <you> cheater. <laughs> I know. But, and then I, I do pick out some Japanese words because my mom's Japanese. So there's f- few things that, you know, I would pick up. Oh, yeah, that means stupid. <laughs> Godzilla movies are in Japanese? <laughs> Not the new ones. <laughs> no, I just grew up watching all those movies. I just thought the voices were funny like that. I just thought oh. it was because they were old movies. They were in Japan. No, they're out of sync. Yeah. When I was a movie. little kid, I didn't know that though. Like yeah. seriously, I was like, their voices aren't matching it. Well, I mean, they're speaking English. Why aren't the voice? Uh, I guess they just recorded the voices in a weird way or something. <laughs> mm. The worst though <laughs> is when they try to sync the mouth movements to the words. So they come up with these weird elaborate 
sentences that people would not normally have, or they'll have these cadences that that don't make sense. It's like, uh, and then suddenly I I I and then send then those. What's <laughs> really funny are the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank ice cream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bury me. Bury me. <laughs> uh, that is it for tonight's discussion. Why don't we go around the table one last time and talk about uh, where you can find <laughs> more about us when we are not on Film Jerks, or maybe it, we are just on Film Jerks. So uh, let's start with the bottom of our table, or let's not do that. Let's uh, let's start from that end of the table and work our way. Uh, back <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the table that's where all the gum is carrie let's start with you where can we find more about you you can find me on facebook all right and how about you daniel the night keep jerk uh right now you can find me, i mean you can find me here in the film jerks panel thing on facebook i uh, oh that's right astro radio z is back and Yay. i had yeah i know and i have been god i love it i have been asked to bring my little segment back where i host the bottom rack which is bottom shelf entertainment for your top shelf lifestyle <laughs> and all i do is i go to walmart or amazon prime in a digital bottom rack but i go and i look at the dvd rack and i typically go to the bottom or the next to the bottom shelf and pick up a movie and see if the cover see if the movie delivers what the cover <laughs> promises and uh yeah it's a lot of laughs a lot of chills not for the faint of heart but uh, uh, and some big things coming up on that as well. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have something fun for this summer and a couple of other Nike albums in the works. So anyway, fantastic. And how about you, the lipstick jerk? Well, you can find me on Facebook as always. Um, you can see some movie reviews from myself and some other cool cats at lostheighway.com. And I'm a member of the Night Keep. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Stay tuned for that. I'm telling you, this October is going to be bitching. <laughs> You're going to love it, guys. You are going to absolutely love it. Uh, as for me, you can find me. Uh, I am the Bowtie Critic, and you can go to uh, the Facebook groups and look for Film Jerks. And uh, you can join our group and with that, you'll be able to talk about the films that we're going to discuss. You can vote on them. You can suggest them. And you can also play along with a lot of the games that we have. Sometimes we have little fun, little film fluff facts about some of the films that we're going to be discussing. And uh, just a lot of general fun things. So why don't you uh, look us up on Facebook and in the group section for Film Jerks. And I'm sure it'll be a very fun and spectacular, exciting adventure for all of you guys. So uh, let's end by saying that uh, at Film Jerks, we might not always be jerks to the films that we talk about, but when it comes to movies, we don't jerk around. And uh, let's end by uh, saying, uh, let's, let's glaze the bread. How about that? <laughs> All right. So everybody on three, one, two, three. Let's glaze, glaze the bread. The bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Fantastic. Thank you very much. 